trying to switch it off. Here we go. It's been that while since I've done this. I've actually forgotten all the buttons. Uh, Jimmy, Tank, how are you? It's been a while. Good, mate. Good, lads. You all right? I'm good. I'm good. It's It's been my... Whose fault has it been that we haven't had a podcast, would you say, generally speaking? I think yours. Well, I, to be fair, Tank, I did try to get a couple... In the diary, and Jimmy was like, "Yeah, no, can't do, yeah. can't do Mondays." To be fair, if we're being brutally honest, it's you two strap-ons. That's it. That's <laughs> that's the truth. Fucking hell, you've been all around the world selling fake bloody crypto, magical, fucking king gear, magical money, like yeah, money. The thing does... is, I'm always available for the podcast. You aren't. Oh, uh, how much um, money have you made, Tank, since we last did a podcast? <laughs> how, how many millions a have billion, you made now? A billion. Uh, Jimbo, what's been going on in your life, mate? Not a lot, mate. Not a lot. I've uh, got a new job, so that's why I've been fairly busy. It's quietening down a bit now. It's a bit more settled. So, yeah, I'll steady away, mate. Kids and kids and stuff and whatnot. What's the you new know, job, Tim? Uh, I'd rather not say to you. To be fair, oh, mate, if you're just oh. being fucking polite, I'm not really bothered. I don't, I, do you know what? That is the first, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so surprised that. that Tank was actually oh, nice to Jimmy there. And you just threw it back in his zero face. interest. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. the last fair, time he asks you a question. Fuck yeah, none of, none of my mates asked me that question. So it coming from you is quite uh, quite daunting, to be honest. Is it bad that I didn't even know you had a new job, Jim? No. So no. you're going to tell us what it is? No. No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'd rather people not know, just in case they want to cancel me and they start emailing bloody managers and stuff. (laughs) Uh, And Tank starts saying highly controversial things. That's not like Tank. He's a new and improved man now that he's a multi-multi-millionaire, aren't you, Tank? Hello, multi-multi-millionaire, so it makes no difference. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How's things with you, mate? All good? Yeah, good lads, good. Just fucking with Jack, following Jack everywhere at the minute. You know, you know what it's like, Jamie. You all had now. Oh, by the way, I seen his goal the other day on uh, yesterday, uh, this morning. I think um, on was it your Instagram? Yeah, yeah, it was a cracker that one. Morning's lovely finish. Some yeah, do you know what it was? It was the reason why everyone went so mad. They were they were playing in a tournament in Belfast and they were they were two down uh, in the semi final. And uh, they managed. They managed to turn it around. I think they scored three goals in six minutes or something, and that was uh, that was the winner with, with with a couple of minutes to go. They were going to go to penalties. So uh, I actually think you must know this now. I think I get more enjoyment out of watching awesome. his footy than I ever got from playing any game. Like it's it's not even close. Like I get so much from it. You lads are saying. But I, I love it. He's absolutely love it. I mean, our Jack scored Jack crew away, and he's our Jack normally plays a number six, so they put him forward, and he scored after fucking three minutes on Saturday. No way. It, you know, you, you just the buzz you get is incredible. You know what I mean? His first goal of the season because obviously he does all the doggy bait, the defensive way, played them forward, great run in the box, Ed, and I was like, fuck it now. What do you like on the sidelines, Tank? No, I'm quiet to be fair, mate. I just let him get on with it. You know, he's his own man now. He's 17 years of age. He's doing really well for, you know, he's he's come back this season and he's 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 become a man. He's a big strapping unit now. Hmm. Um, he started the season in fine fettle, like he's been with the 21s nearly every game they've played as well. So the kids doing well. So I can't just let him get on with it. We speak more in the garden away. Um, I've never sh- I'm not a shouter at the side and all. I'd never like scream on the pitch or nothing. No, just say that for the podcast, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the only time I'll shout to him, you know, we see him getting because he's, he's got a little niggle in him, you know, he's pushing and that and arguing. I'll just fucking shout on, knock it off. But apart from that, I don't, I don't say anything to him during the game, let him get on with it. 
What about you, Jim? Because we've we've had podcasts in the past, mate, where you've you're bit, you're a, I've eaten him and I'm all yeah, about having yeah, fights. I'm at all. bad. I'm bad. I am. I've had, and I can't differentiate between kids and adults. So I've got <laughs> smaller than the other Jimmy. Honestly, as in like yeah. So I've um I've resorted to uh, taking a fidget spinner with me. I took it on training on Friday. What the Brazilian from Man U? Because he's been <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, just dancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Anthony's just doing tricks next to me to distract me. <laughs> Is it but that no, bad, Jim? Are you that bad that you need to take a distraction? Yeah, yeah, and it's not because where does that come from? Because on the pitch you were the opposite. Well, you didn't give a bollocks um, when you actually played. I don't know, mate. I... You know, I had a troubled upbringing and all that. I've got full-on anger issues. I have, like, I need some sort of therapy. I just, I just, at least I could admit it. But it's like, I was like, I'm sick of getting angry watching football for no reason. So I was like, I Googled what can I do. And like, one of them was like, take a fidget spinner or something like that. So it worked, to be fair. It worked. It was all right. So, yeah, I've got, we've got... Like, you've got, got a problem with the referee. You absolutely... It's not, it's, it's not, yeah. To be fair, it's not the referee. Don't have rest nine times out of ten. The coaches usually do it from the sideline. So it's more, it's more him and he must hate me. But then I hate myself afterwards. I like feel so guilty. And every time I say, right, that's the last time. And then the next time is always the last time. So he's got a match tonight. So we'll see. I didn't go Sunday because um, Ryder Cup. So, um, well, I've got Leicester tonight, so I'll see how I get on. Just that, just, just think, Jim. You know, at the end of the day, it's just a game of footy. Be like me, mate. Chilled. I'm totally chilled out when it comes to footy. Nice and relaxed. You know, just take it, take a leaf out of my book. Hey, mate, <laughs> uh, talking one. about not being relaxed around football, right? We've got to get into into uh, the weekend's football. I'll be honest. I haven't lost my head about. The Premier League football as much as it did this weekend, Liverpool Spurs, since Liverpool versus Everton, where Van Dyke did his leg and Mane had uh, Mane had the offside and Henderson had his goal disallowed and all that. Like that that one changed the way I celebrate goals because like I, I couldn't believe that didn't get over it for ages. I, where do we even start? And Jim don't be that guy on this podcast where you're just going to say stuff to I'm annoy not, me. Because not, I annoy- don't do that. I'll give you my honest opinion, though. Right, OK. So, yeah, how do you want to do this, lads? Because, like, Liverpool, Tottenham, VAR, there's been loads of, obviously, fallout off the back of it. There's about a million and one different talking points. Go on, Jim. First and foremost, it's let's be honest here, it's just not a good look for football, is it? No. it's And I think Tank put out a tweet to... Gary Neville this morning, given that there's been 14 or 15 different instances where the PG, MOL, AOL, whatever they're called, come out and have and have, have apologised for something. The issue I've got is that when they keep getting these apologies, nine times out of ten, it's maybe because there's so many people within this organization and doing different things it's not just one person making the same mistake on and on again so you know let's just say one person's made 10 of these 14 mistakes you're getting gone don't you whereas it's probably maybe one or two mistakes by what you know five or six different people so they just apologize and you move on 
there's no actual sort of um, consequence of the mistake. It's just been a sorry. Whereas any other, if I, you know, in a job where if you make five or six, if it's one person making five or six mistakes of that magnitude, you're gone. You don't, you, you know, you're not. I don't even you think know. you get to five or six, to be honest. No, exactly. You. You're not there anymore. But just because it's one or he made a mistake, right, we'll take him off for a couple of games and someone else will come on and they'll make a mistake, right. We'll You've just got a rotation of like 10 people mm -hmm. all making a mistake and then they get rotated out for someone else to get come in to make a mistake. So it's just, it, there's just no onus and no sort of, um, consequence of any action, uh, you know, a, 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 an action being taken that is wrong. So that that to me is the biggest issue. It just needs to be because in terms of VAR, I think it did the right thing on Curtis Jones. I think it's a red card. So that's what VAR should be used for. And then you get the complete total opposite of the Louis Diaz goal. And it's just, it's a total... It's a total mess, and we said many a time, clear and obvious is where it needs to be looked at. I think. Well, I, I think the, the term "clear and obvious." But can you hear me? Can you hear me repeating here, lads? Like my when I talk, there. No, we're all right. Um, the term "clear and obvious" needs to get in the bin because that causes all type yeah. of confusion. No, but, I give but, you that. but but Tank, I'll come to you, right? Because in. The modern age, like Jimmy, Jimmy says there that Curtis Jones one is a red card. I think it's a yellow personally, but I can see how it is given as a red in today's game, especially when a referee goes over to the monitor and the first things he sees is this still of what looks like a horrific tackle without the context of the movement. And I think what Jones has tried to do, he, he tries to step across the ball and shield it from the man and his ball, his foot slips off the top of the ball and it, it looks bad. I don't think he's gone in to hurt somebody. No. I don't think it's, I don't think it's dangerous play. I don't think he's endangering opponents in the movement that he's taken, but the still looks horrific. So if a referee goes over and sees that still, I find it hard for him to give anything but a red card when he sees that image first and foremost. Tank, for, for me as well, the issue we have here is, You've been a long-standing um, critic of VAR. The one thing that we all kind of agreed on at various points last season is that the ones with the lines, so i.e. goal line technology and offside, are the ones that remove the, um, uh, you, you know, ultimately we get a final answer. Uh, it's not subjective. It's either or, it's in the goal, it's not in the goal, it's offside, it's... We're now not even getting that. So what are we doing here? It's just error after error after apology after apology. And you now have Liverpool coming out and taking a stand against this where, look, you'll get football fans now that will go cry more Liverpool. It's, this is not a Liverpool thing. This is a football thing. Let me let me put it to you this way, right? And I frame this as a question, but I've just gone on the rant, so bear with me, right? <laughs> let's say this is Burnley Tank fighting for relegation and it comes down to a point either way that decides whether they go, stay up or go down. That could be millions and millions and millions of pounds that that could cost them. Players will leave. It ultimately fundamentally changes how that club is structured. What good is an apology? From, from day one, I've said to you all along, football before VAR, was perfect. 
You had some sort of human errors, which you got on with it, and it was perfect. Then all of a sudden, we tried to be too clever and too creative. We bring in this load of nonsense, what's in. So what you're doing now is, and I've said this many times on the podcast, Jamie, to you before uh, Jimmy was involved in this. When, when we were speaking about this, I said, all you're doing now is you're creating. A man on the pitch, the referee, can make a human error. We can all accept that. But now you're just getting more people's involved, and it's just it's, it's opinions. Now, it can never work, because your opinion on this podcast is you don't think Curtis Jones was a red card. So if Jimmy's opinion is he sat in Stockley Park and his opinion it is a red card, that, so who's right? It's just mm-hmm. another opinion. So then if I'm the, th- if I'm the third on the assistant, I'm going, well, I don't know what that is. I'm not too sure. So we could be having this conversation for five minutes while the fucking stadium's full and everyone's going, well, what's going on with these fucking idiots in here? No one can make a decision. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Let, the man on the, let the man in the park officiate the game and let him do it. We've got programs now since we're, we've got referee watch on Sky. We've got all ninety percent of football now is spoke about the mistakes and via the VAR or via whatever the fucking it is. All of this palaver is based around that. All all of the commentary and all of the stuff's irrelevant now and the form of teams and having interviews with managers. It's all about the mistakes. In the uh, Jimmy was right. I put a tweet out this morning to Gary Neville. Gary Neville's the biggest fucking strap on that's ever fucking been on telly now. I used to love him. He's an absolute bellend now because he, he is basically a, a sky puppet and he's trying to defuse the situation. I guarantee you now, if Liverpool force this, and I hope they do, and go and get the fucking name. Um, the audio. It's all about the audio. I'm telling you now. Football will be fucking in. It'll be blown wide open. I'm telling you. I guarantee you there's something in there. There's got to be something. Because I hope to God Liverpool go to court and say, we want the audio, which they're in the right to do. I hope to do. And this isn't a Liverpool thing. I played for Forest for fucking 10 years, nine years of my career. I love Forest as a club. They're an amazing football club. How is that not a penalty on the Brentford Forest? That was, good. That was the next thing I was good, like Sit there and say... There's nothing to see here, guys. Carry on. It's no issue. The goalkeeper's volleyed him up the arse. He's <laughs> fucking smashed them. It's the most blatant, clear and obvious penalty. And yet again, when all eyes are on these fucking idiots, they're like, yeah, cool, nothing to see. And you're like, how many times? They've issued 14 apologies in the last 12 months. 14 apologies. So that's a potential of 42 points in games if them games are won or lost for a side. I've seen someone put out a tweet, and as again, this is not a Liverpool thing. Liverpool have lost the league by one point so many times, and there's big decisions gone against Liverpool during them seasons, which has cost them three points. That's that's big. Mm. But it's not a Liverpool. You, you look at Wolves. Wolves at the end of the season may be fighting for their lives to stay in the league. You, you don't know. The Man United goalkeeper has committed an assault, which you, you'd get a fucking caution by the police if that was in the street. But VAR again, nothing to see here. Carry on. The whole system is flawed. It's broke. And there's only one word what comes to my head when I'm talking about it. And it's corruption. It has to be corruption. There's nothing else. So this is the thing, right? So, Jim, right? So it's like something's not right. And so two things I want to throw at you, Jim, because I tried not to go down that route. I don't want to be tinfoil hat and all that. Come on, Jamie. Listen, just before you start, this has got nothing to do with Liverpool, by the way. I think this is. I think this is surrounding some sort of match fiction. This is not a Liverpool thing. This is not that at all. Match fiction by who, though? 
Because some Jimmy goes on, mate. The fucking hell. Trust I know me, that, uh, by who? Tell me who, though. Match fixing by who? Well, if I knew that, mate, I'd fucking I'd solve the problem. <laughs> fucking hell. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, like these these mistakes can't can't happen. I watched that game at our Jack, and I went, "That's Mars on that son." Just me, just watching it, going, "Oh, that's a goal. He's Mars on. He's a it's a country man." You can see it with your own naked eye. So how can people who are looking at it? I'm, I swear to God, if this audio comes out, football will be blown wide open. I'm, I promise so you. It was funny, Jim, right? Because I was sat watching it with uh, with his son Josh, and he he made the point, and he's eleven, right? He went, "Well, because uh, we both went, it's onside." So we we totally relaxed then, and then Josh yeah. went. Just get. Why aren't they showing the lines, Dad? Because wants to show the lines. It's done. So, <coughs> I, and there's a telling moment, right? Where I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, the ref as uh, is listening to his earpiece, and his face changes like he's got the text from the missus. Fuck it, you know he's done something. You know that that fear of God comes into and you're like, oh God, what have I, what have I done here? Getting the shepherd's hook. You can see in his face that someone has told him we've messed up here. And this idea that because the the players started. The seven people that are mic'd up, I think, the lads in Stockley Park, the Linos, the ref, whatever. Why doesn't somebody be an adult in the room and go, uh, lads, uh, it's a goal to Liverpool. Why are Tottenham taking a free kick here? We just go back. This idea that because play started, you can't go back. It's like, who is, what, what is going on here? So that. Ridiculous. So, so uh, bear me one sec, Jim, because well, I just want to go to to Liverpool's statement, right? Because I think that this is this is an important one, and you're gonna, as I said before, you're gonna get it now that it's series of fans are just gonna go, why are Liverpool now trying to change it? Because something's happened to that. This is again, this is not a football thing because this is happening to teams week in, week out, and it will damage them all in some way, shape, or form. Liverpool's. Um, Liverpool's statement is, we fully accept the pressures that match officials work under, but these pressures are supposed to be alleviated, not exasperated by the existence and implementation of VAR. It is therefore unsatisfactory that sufficient time was not afforded to allow the correct decision to be made and that there was no subsequent intervention. So, uh, such failings have already been cate uh, categorised as significant human error is unacceptable and all outcomes should be established only by the review and with full transparency. So I think to go back to Tank's point, I think we're about to open Pandora's box here because if that audio, that audio is shown, have you ever seen that clip with, uh, I think it was actually Liverpool Spurs where it was John Moss was the ref and he's talking to the linesman and the linesman's like, I can't be sure if Lovren made the last touch, but yeah, yeah. if it does, you can't give the penalty. He goes, I'm giving the penalty and he just fucking runs off, gives the penalty. The reason why they don't want to show these audios is because the people in charge making the decisions are totally and utterly incompetent. And to go back to Tank's point, there's no reason or rationale. So what else have you got to go to towards other than corruption or some type of fucking dodgy underhand tactics? I don't I don't know. I can't I, 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 I human error. That's what I need to that's what I'd love to know the answer. They're saying it's a significant human error. So My what I've heard is, what happened was, is they've, they've scored the goal. And on to Big to Howard on the phone there. like or... <laughs> No, no, it's just what I've read on Twitter. So it might be wrong, but from what I've read, could be completely outside of the, the scope. Have a little cough it. there, Jim. Sounds like you need a cough, lad. Go on, get it out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I did, I did. So what was said was, so when, when he's gone to VAR, VAR's gone, check complete. 
and expected them to. Are you all right the there, Jim? You get a die, or do you want to get? No, like, I, a, do I sound croaky. Still? Still. Like, oh yeah, a bit. Um, just give me a sec, then. This is. <coughs> oh, lovely. lovely. Is that oh, better? So, <laughs> so they've gone. Oh, check complete. Expecting them to uh, reverse a decision and give the goal, and they they've taken the check complete as. Yeah, check complete. Your on-field decision was the right one. So, Jim, from what, I, what a crock of shit. What a crock of shit. Said, so, where's you, the assistant so what goal? Do you think, oh, what do you, do you, tell me what you think he's going. He's going, oh, shit, it's Liverpool. Liverpool score. Don't give the goal because we ate them and we oh, want Jim, them to Jimmy, lose. No, look, is that what you think they've got? I didn't say that, mate. No, what I'm saying is you've got four people, right? So, the referee has gone with his assistant, offside, okay, offside, free kick, no goal, no problem. Then you've got the VR, the V, the fucking this England. VRA. He really no, struggles VRA. with VAR, doesn't he? Because I've got a token called VRA, which is in the crypto, which oh, is. Oh, here he is. So, anyway, so what I'm saying is you've got this dad in England who's the head then, right? Who goes, check complete, stick with the on field decision, who thinks it's a goal, which, by the way, if he thinks it's a goal, what the fuck is he watching? Exactly. What, so this doing? is where... Then what it's about a... his assistant, Jimmy? What about an assistant to go, oh, yeah, nothing to see here. I'm good. I'll agree with him. There's enough people in there to go, no, lads, this is a fuck-up. Hang yeah. on a minute. We've seen offside decisions, free kicks, penalties take three minutes in games. Why was it done in 34 seconds? Offside, bang, game, carry on. Why? Right. And the, the issue here is not that that decision was come to, because we all know that that was wrong. The issue with the rules is as soon as the free kick's been taken, you can't do anything about it. So that what that's the rule that needs to change there, in that if there's a monumental fuck-up by VAR, that you can have an X amount of time to be able to rectify that decision, regardless if a free kick is taken or not, or the ball is back up and play. So I refuse to believe that someone's gone into VAR and or whatever going, oh yeah, this is Liverpool. Like, let's get let's let's do them here, lads. We've got one here, and I've got I've got three two Spurs to win and, and Luis Diaz to not score. So I refuse to believe that. I just think it's a load of fucking idiots running at a, a piece of the equipment that is, you know, monumental to billion-dollar industries, and they're just fucking idiots doing it. Well, let's um, not forget there was a black spot when Liverpool played Arsenal last season for yeah. uh, for the offside. The camera jolted. The so- I, ju- I just feel like, you know, I don't believe what they've said for a, for a second, by the way. I just, I'm not buying it. It feels like something, you know, when you and your mates have done something bold when you're a kid and you've got to concoct the story before yeah, you get home so. to the parents. It feels like something like that. I'm just, I'm not buying it. I'm sick of apologies. I think football is being ruined. I, I go back to pre-VAR. We never had any of this nonsense. You might have the odd offside where he's like, oh, lads, that's a close one. But like some, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. But ultimately, the, the, the product, and I hate saying that word, because it, but that's what it is in essence. The product was so much better. There was so much more emotion. Everything hasn't been diluted. You haven't got Dermot Gallagher doing his segments on bloody ref watch, talking about all these different decisions. Do you know what they spoke about? The footy. And the thing that's annoyed me, Tank, is that was there was so much, so many elements of that game. Tottenham, I, I, I like the look of them um, under Big Ange. I'm not going to lie. I think he's got them playing brave, maybe t- too brave in some, some ways. But um, 
you know, they they were they were bang up for that game. Liverpool, I thought, started really well. I think Liverpool are building something quite special, and I actually think off the back of what happened, I think they'll be even stronger. They've got a, a serious bit of metal about them. But we're not talking about football. We're talking about this shit, and it's ultimately every single week now we're having these conversations. I miss just talking about the footy bit. It's killed the game, and I've said this from day one with this fucking stupid fucking thing. It's killed the game. It should have been binned a long time ago. You watch tonight, Monday Night Football, Fulham Chelsea, it will be an hour before the game of all of the mistakes what this, what, the, what it's made, what Far's made. It'll be all the mistakes what they've made because it wasn't just a Liverpool game. The Forest game is fucking comical. Some of the decisions in the Forest game, you're like, wow. I mean, it's... it's. Is it VAR though, Tank, or is it the people in charge of VAR? Because in theory, the technology worked. With the with the Lewis Diaz one, it's just people, those absolute it? cabbages made it made a, a box job of The two's got to go; they, they go hand in hand, don't they? Like if goal line technology wasn't working and it kept failing, we'd say it doesn't work. You can't just say it's the people, it's the people, it's the people, because obviously it's not working what they're doing. But I get what you're saying. My issue is nearly all of these people in the VAR are, are fucking. Having kicked the ball in their life. But that's another point because for me, the, the, touching back on the Curtis Jones one, as an ex-player with the Curtis Jones, it's it's not a red card. If I'm as an ex-player watching it, because we've all played the game, but as an ex-player, I'm watching that and I'm like, he's not tried to hint, hate him. It's not malicious. If you slow the whole thing down, Curtis Jones goes through a tackle, he gets pulled back. So he's kind he's of six studs up his legs, regardless if he's meant it or not. It's fucking, it doesn't matter. His ball, the ball, his foot has hit. I get the ball. it. I get his that he might kick the ball. Back. Let me finish then. His foot goes over the top of the ball and then goes into his his, his leg. So when I'm watching that, and as you said, then you're on the screen. You're like, that's a red card. He's going to give a red card because he's already there, but he's about to break his leg. So it looks horrendous. But anyone with any slight knowledge. Of the game will go. It's not a red card. It's really. a red card. <laughs> it's a red card. I get it. I get it. But it's by no means malicious. Or no, I'm not saying he's done it on purpose. And there's two different things. Yeah. It's a malicious tackle with intent. That's a red but card. But it's not, is it? It's, but, but it's a dangerous an opponent, though, isn't it? Regardless of whether you mean to or not. Nigel De Jong didn't mean to put six stud in Xabi Alonso's chest. I bet, but he certainly did, and he got. But the issue here, Jimbo, is not. So I agree if it's an orange card, if, if that makes sense, right? But the VAR, correct me if I'm wrong here, right, was not meant to re-referee games, right? And Curtis no, Jones so was, given, point, was given, but he was given a yellow card. He was yeah. given a yellow card. And then they have to look for serious actions of fa serious foul play. In my opinion, based on what Tank said, he did. That was not serious foul play. That, I get what it means, but it, I don't know. It just feels like... If we're going to re-referee everything in slow motion and start putting fucking stills I up everywhere. I think there's a lot of things where VAR get wrong, a lot. I don't think this is one of them. And I understand that, you know, in the olden days, you could boot seven bells of shit out of people and everyone, yeah, we loved it. But in the modern game, in modern players where they're on million-pound contracts, to endanger any player, regardless whether it is, um, you know, a, a result of a tackle or something, you know, I, I fully admit that Curtis Jones is 
tried to play the ball. He's tried to get his leg around. Because when I first saw it, I, th I thought, oh, my God, that's a red card all day. And I watched it again this morning and, and it looked at the different... So I get what you're trying to say, how he's trying to, like, hook his leg around. He's bounced off the and ball. turn his body into the ball and, and, and shield. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. landed on the leg. And it's the landing on the leg that's the issue. If I've got... If you've got six studs on a leg like that, mate, it's a red card, regardless of whatever it is, because it's... If it was the other way, I think you would have said the same. It'd be a red card. So oh, I, I, agree. I agree with that. No, answer. I know, and I know, know what you're saying, but VAR makes it look worse. Consistency is well, old Jimmy, for me with this because you look. I can't remember he done the tackle on Diaz last season and nearly. Oh, broke it was Oliver Skip. And it's not, it's not even a yellow card. And then you look at the Harry Kane one on Robbo which is completely out of control and dangerous the last season, nearly snapped his leg and you're kind of like, well, hang on, where's the consistency? But let's Yeah, lads, I get that again. That's it? another yeah, thing. Spoke about it. It's a fucking stonewall penalty on Gomez, mm. similar to the Virgil van Dijk one against Newcastle. It's a stonewall penalty, that. He's, he's out of control and he takes Gomez's legs away while Gomez touches the ball to the side. And th this is the consistency. What you, you know, that game for me, that Tottenham game, I think if Liverpool push this, I think it's the end of VAR. I genuinely think it's the end. If this audio comes out and it's as bad as what I think it possibly could be, with all the mistakes through the game, I mean, it wasn't just that. It was like when Salah got booked when fucking Bissoma falls on the floor and he's like, well, you've actually booked him for that. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think this could be the end of it. If the audio comes out and the overall performance of that, and this is not me with a Liverpool cap on, that's one of the worst officiating performances I have ever seen at any level of football in my life. My missus came back from work and like, look, she doesn't like football, but she tries for me. I must have bored her for about two hours, like showing a different thing. I was like, look at this, Noreen. And she was, I was, I was that mad. Like, honestly, I was so mad. I was like, and Noreen, like the lines, he didn't show. And she was like, Looking at me, going, I don't actually fancy you that much anymore. I don't Shut up. Your Sunday game, what you used to put in our WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, to, to finish, before we move on to, to the next topic, apart from throwing it in the bin and stamping on it a million times, I don't think they're going to get rid of VAR. I agree with Tank. This audio could be the Pandora's box moment where there's got to be fundamental change. What would that fundamental change be for you, Tank? Is it getting somebody, you know, an ex-pro in Stockley Park who has a bit more of an understanding or do you think it's past the point of no return? No, I don't think you need an ex-pro. I don't think you need I don't think you need it whatsoever. I think if we could get a system similar to goal line technology, what does the lines of an offside? Well, the, the Premier League had the that. They were giving it in the World Cup, weren't yeah, they? Like, they this, why it. not take that? Why not make it universal? That if you are implementing VAR, you have to use this technology. Why don't did the Premier League have to try and be clever and then make themselves look ridiculously stupid? It's... But you know the thing as well, like there's, there's like VARs all across the world in the major leagues now, and you don't see any of this like in the other leagues. You don't see controversy in the other leagues. Like I watch the Spanish and the German football, and you. you there's no controversy. It's just it just flows nice. It's this. It's and this. And I know Jimmy does think it's mad. This is why I'm thinking it's some sort of fucking corruption because every other country in the world is cool. It's great. It works. It's perfect. There's no issues. We have fucking weekly shows now about all of the bad decisions what VARs made. They're distracting you. Why they re uh, fit the batteries and the pigeons, mate? On uh, on that note, uh, I'm going to come to you first, Jim, on our next topic. Um, and 
I definitely know Tank's opinion on this one, so he's going to enjoy it when it's uh, when it's his turn. But is Ten Hag a spoofer, Jim? I think he's lost the changing room, but I think he's lost the ground. But I think, yeah, I think he's struggling and he doesn't know what to do. And this is the issue, isn't it? When you come into big clubs, big managers, you know, up and coming managers seemingly struggle because they come into big clubs and they don't know how to handle it, they don't know how to run it. Gone are the days when Brian Clough, Fergie, Wenger run the club from top to bottom. That's this is where I find it an issue. And I, you know, I take the Jaden Sancho thing and what I think's happened, and again, I'm just I can only speculate, but I'd be very surprised because if he hasn't done what I'm going to say, he's an idiot. As in, I think he's probably had a word with Jaden a few times, gone, look, mate, you've come on, any chance you've got to pull your sock. And that's his last resort in going, yeah, he's dropped because he's been shit. You know, he's not been doing it in training. And it's that last resort, kick up the arse. Are you going to show me that you want it or are you going to chuck your toys out the pram? And Jane Sancho seemingly chucked his toys out the pram. But it seems like the players are split between where they are on, whether it's Sen Hag with the, with the iron fist or it's, you know, on the player's side. I genuinely don't know from a Man United perspective where they go next. I have no idea because I don't, I don't know. I don't think they've got the right players. I don't think they're by the right players. I don't think they've got the right people in charge at the top. I don't think they've got, they may have the right manager in charge, but the players don't react to what he's doing. I just think it's a genuinely, it's a genuine shit show from top to bottom. And I couldn't, nine times out of 10, you could go, right, well, they need a new board. They need a new manager or they need new, there's, gen- there's about five or six different things that you need to implement at United for it to be half decent again. So do I think he's a spoofer? spoofer? No. Do I think he's good enough for this job? Uh, no. Tank? Another one, lads, said from day one, he's fucking way out of his depth. He's not good enough for the job. And as a, as a manager, it's, it's all right talking about, like, the board and this, that, and the other. As a manager... You live and die by your budget and your signings and how your team performs. Fuck the board. That's irrelevant. Your budget and what you bring into the club and how you perform on a pitch, that's what defies a manager. He's had the biggest budget for fucking anyone. He's spent more than what Klopp's net spend in fucking seven years. He's spent in 12 months he's been in charge. Name one sign and what he's made where you go, fucking, he's been brilliant. He's been brilliant. I don't Martinez, think he's. I, I, Martinez when he's been fit, but he's turned into a bit of a nutbag, hasn't he? Centre half. Sandro Martinez was decent yeah, last year. He, had, he was he had, all right. He had two good months of last season. I'll give you that. Apart from that, he's been. So did good. so did Rashford, and you were saying he's the best player in the world. Yeah, he scored thirty-one goals last season, so we must have been fucking. He must have scored mm. fifteen goals per month. You take you take all of his signings, Jamie. Look at every one of his signings. Not ones be where you go. Yeah, he's been he's done well. Him, he's been a good signing. And let's get it right. He's had fucking massive money, massive money, huge, insane amounts of money. He's been back to the hilt. And the the the, the actual fact is, he's not good enough. He's not a good do, manager. Do you know what I always look for, right? And I've said this to you before. Where I can see a good coach, good manager is there's a clear identity. So I, I give the example when Mikel Arteta came in at Arsenal, 
You could see very, very quickly, even though results weren't um, given, you know, results weren't basically a reflection of uh, what Arsenal were doing on the pitch. You could see a clear identity. You could see what he was trying to build. You don't see that at Manchester United. I don't know what Manchester United are. I don't know what type of team they are. I don't know how they like to play. I can't see any patterns. All I can see is holes and lads not tracking and working hard. It's a mess. The other side I try to look at in terms of a coach, and this is why I rate Pep Guardiola and, and Klopp so high, is the development of the players that they work with. So who has improved under their tenure? You can list so many for both the managers that I've just mentioned. Can you name one from Manchester United that's improved under Ten Hag? I think they've gone backwards. I think they've gone backwards. Harry Maguire. Listen, Harry Maguire gets a lot of fucking stick. Harry Maguire is better than Martinez and better than Lindoff. He's a better centre-half than them two. If he's not playing a high line, if he's on the edge of his own box or in a back three. That's where the coach then says, well, that's that's what we've got. We have to to play and develop our, our game. To deal with that, yeah. Leicester done it, and they won the fucking league. You know, they knew that Harry Maguire couldn't step up. You know, so they played, you know, deep and played in the counter attack with Jamie Vardy. So this is what you're saying about your coaching developer. If you know that your centre halves are fucking slug, adapt. You know, Sammy Ippy was never fucking had any pace, but you wouldn't see Sammy Ippy used to done the halfway line with all the space behind him. So so this, adapt. I just so think this look, is the issue. Sorry, mate. Go on. Sorry. I was going to say, for me, it's like. It's the wrong group of players for what he's trying to do. And this is where you sort of take it as a as a three-pronged fuck up. You know, he Scott he McTominay, when he lost he when he came all. you are. He signed them all. These are just And I'm not talking about them. He didn't sign Rashford, did he? And this is where I think he's lost it. Like Rashford stopped tracking back. McTominay lost the ball, I think, against was it Bayern and didn't track back when he came the on ref, the Do you see the one where the ref was quicker than McTominay? <laughs> you've, got, you've, got, yeah, <laughs> so you've got these issues. Varane's a world class centre off, but he can't keep fit. So you've got all these issues in a club that is seemingly trying to be one of the best in the world. And I just don't think the players or the managers fit what it is that they're trying to do, even if no one knows what it is they're trying to do. So as I'll go back to the point. I genuinely have no idea. I couldn't even put together a plan other than burn the club down and start from scratch because that's ultimately, it needs a new stadium, new training ground, new manager, new board, new players, new, you know, um, new senior backroom staff. It's just an absolute mess. One thing that I, uh, uh, we're going to go on to listeners' questions now to wrap up, but one thing I think a lot of people don't seem to want to talk about is there's been a lot of managers that have gone into Manchester United and not been successful. I think they need to look at the players. There's a lot of play. I, I think that has all the hallmarks of a rotten dressing room. That I don't think we've spoke at length, and thank you, have more experience than most in terms of you know how important those kind of leaders are in dressing rooms, those senior pros. Who's who are they for Manchester United? I don't. I just don't feel like they've got a good group that are the type that you know. It's back to the wall. We'll find a way out. Um, you know, I'm not going to start talking about professionalism of them, but it seems like I'm watching games, and as a footballer or a football fan, I should say, there's a criminal lack of structure, work rate, desire, um, you know, wanting to do the the horrible side of the game. 
but nobody seems to want to talk about this because a lot of those Manchester United players are on big dough, big contracts, a lot of power. Um, I, I think you need to to start at, at, at the very bottom, a root, root and branch analysis on what's going wrong. You look at the Zerby, uh, the Zerby, sorry, at, uh, at Brighton. And the telling game for me was when Brighton went to Old Trafford on a shoestring budget. Um, they've, they've got a great recruitment. They've got a clear way of playing. They absolutely battered Manchester United. Battered Manchester United. That should not be happening. Manchester United are one of the biggest institutions in world football. You know, they've got good players. Is the coach getting enough out of those players? Not even close. Not even close. Um, and, and I feel like Manchester United are going to be at the stage. I don't think, and I'm happy to be proven wrong on this, it's not going to work for Ten Hag at Manchester United. Everybody knows it. You not can now. already feel that feel-good factor has yeah. gone. The, the, yeah, the vultures are circling. So what is the point of like dragging this out for as long as possible, keeping these players and this merry-go-round of nonsense? They just need to admit defeat and, and look to move on. Jamie, there was reports the other day that they're in talks for a new contract with him. Move on to what, though? That, that Again, that's my point. And this is where the board come into play because they don't give a... You know, the, the Glazers don't give a shit. They're happy just to pull their money out. They've got... A, they're sitting on a 10 billion gold mine that when, they, when and if they ever decide to sell that they can all take out a billion quid out of it and, and run off into the sunset. So they've got no issues. They don't care whether United are... 15th in the Premier League or, you know, qualify for the Champions League because they'll take the same money out that they'll always take out. And then you get to the players, you know, you're buying the wrong players. You know, I generally, you would look at a team and go, build a team around that player. And to be honest with you, it would have been Rashford. But it's not now because he's thrown his toys out the pram. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't trap back. He doesn't work hard. He's in a slump. He's not scoring. He's not doing anything again. And it's just, I just who do you you hang your hat on in that United team? No one, you can't. You think that like Rashford's because I've and this is not just you, Jimmy. I've seen loads on social media about Rashford getting all of the stick all of the time. Don't you think that he's just an easy target for United all the time? I think Casemiro, who's there on 400 grand a week net, 33 years, he's getting stick now. He's a fucking you know, the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper's woeful. The goalkeeper is absolutely shocking. Yeah, I've seen him make so mistakes, mistake, mistake for Inter Milan last season. And he put a world up. But I tell you what, he can't I'll play balls through to the fucking centre mid. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Save a fucking, save a shot. Put a centre mid in goal. He'd probably, he'd probably yeah, be better it, with his hands. <laughs> the thing about United where I think it's gone, we've spoke about this many times. All as Man United's process when they're looking to sign players is go and get the most expensive. It doesn't matter. Just get, get them. Whether it fits your fucking agenda, what you're looking to do as a as a football team, you know, Mason Mount was not needed as a Manchester United player. It seemed to me like they thought Liverpool were interested in me, like just go and get him, go and get Mason Mount. They don't need Mason Mount. They've got players like fucking um, what's Ericsson. his name, the captain. They've got Ericsson, the uh, the poor Fernandez. What's his name? Fernandez. They've got Fernandez. They've got Ericsson. They've got very similar players to him. So why would why spend seventy million on Mason Mount and give him a huge contract when you know, you've got players sim- similar to him? Go and target like you need a centre half who's going to do this, this, this. There's no structure in what they sign. Like Sancho, he was the up and coming superstar. Doesn't matter. Give him the biggest contract. The fucking at all costs sign him. There's no structure in what they do. It's I think they're fucked for a while. 
I'm delighted I, that United I, got uh, Mason Mount because it meant that Liverpool got Zabozlai. And I think Zabozlai is... Well, maybe, uh, he's been classed, to oh, be what, what a player. Uh, right, we're going to finish on some listeners' questions, right? Uh, and have, I have, we, been... have we got any listeners anymore after <laughs> our hiatus? <laughs> totally, totally fair, right? And I haven't proofread these, so let's see what we've got. Right, uh, Tank, this one's for you. Just come in from oh. Bill. Um, progress at Forest one year on. Are you happy? Yeah, I think it's been brilliant. Really do think I just I was like even yesterday's game wasn't great. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't great to watch. But I just feel for us this season to last season they're actually in much more control of the game. I think you know there was a stat. What uh, I don't know whether it was on Sky something like when they played Brentford at home last season they had something like two hundred and sixty two completed passes the, the the complete game and they done like three hundred and something in the first half. So for me it tells me that they've got the squads better. The maturing as a team. Better. And they're like the kind of you know the the dictating games. Brennan Johnson, you know, great young talent, but the business what they've done, I think it's been I think it's been phenomenal. You know, what they did got they get big, for him forty, was it? Thanks, fifty-four boy. million. They got for it, yeah. yeah. So they've got fifty-four million for them, and they brought in the two wingers from uh, Chelsea and um, the kid from United. United so, Langer, yeah. They look, they look good, you know. They Hungry look kids are right. People, kids with people points, points to prove. prove. I always say, it, give them a point to prove. Yeah, yeah. And I just think Forrest from four with the big unit up front and um, Gibbs White behind them. It's it's half electric, you know, lads. It causes a lot of problems for a lot of teams then this season. Yeah. That's the difference for me in not in, in Nottingham Forest's um, season is the scoring goals. A one E's actually scoring goals, and it's exactly what most teams need, and that's how you'll get yourself up there. They've got multiple threats goals. now. I actually think I, I like both the signings in wide areas. To be honest, Alanga is absolutely electric, and yeah. look, let's be honest, uh, Hudson Adoy, Bayern Munich were after him. You know what I mean? Like it's, the talent is there. Yeah, yeah, talent was there. Um, right, Jimbo, this one's going to come to you. This is from Blake. Uh, good to see you back, guys. Uh, watch your views on Ange's Spurs so far? You're buying into the hype? I am, mate, to be honest with you. And he's done what I think is needed at United. and He's managed the media very well. In the, I he's think. managed the media well. Well, that's, that's part of his job, right? But what he's done best is he's managed the team. And he's managed the team from a personality point of view. And he's got, from what I can see, he's got people on board. Um, and as soon as you get people on board and believe in what it is you do, and that might be because of his personality, and it's uh, Australians are renowned for being like sound blokes, aren't they? So if you want to play, you know, we've all played for managers that we don't want to play for and seemingly tossed it off, you know. Uh, tossed your manager off? Yeah, that many a time. How do you think I got in the team? But yeah, they, you know, you get you get someone in that you want to play for and run through brick walls for, then you know it's it it makes a massive difference to you as a player. So it looks like they've got the right man in who can do what is needed um, and as as sort of galvanise that team and gel them together. I mean, look, they've not made that many great, not great signings, not made that many signings, and they've lost their leading goal scorer. So to be what they're doing and and be where they are so early on, I think is testament to what he's done there. Tank coming well. This is for this is for all of us, right? Um, so quick fire one to Tank. Uh, this come in from Calland. Can you see Liverpool sustaining a proper title challenge this year? No. Uh, my answer to that is 
I do. Yeah. I, if you <laughs> surprisingly not corruption behind VAR. If you remember, like... if you remember, I said if Liverpool get legs back into that midfield, they won't be too far away. And I think that the, the signings that they've made have been excellent. Um, I also think um the evolution of people like Curtis Jones, and we're going to park that one, so on and bring it up with you next week, Tank. So we haven't got enough time now. Tank was very vocal on Curtis Jones. I think uh, side, nothing. That's a fact. He's nowhere near good enough. He gets to know the Premier League side as a starter. He wouldn't even get in Burnley's midfield. Oh, would you stop? Come on now, Tank. He would not start for any other Premier League team. He would not get in Burnley's midfield. Josh Cullen, where he plays, is absolutely fucking unbelievable play. He wouldn't get in Burnley's midfield. That's a fact. Yeah, no, them two absolutely outstanding. He wouldn't get in their midfield. So, just to reiterate, Curtis Jones would not start for any other Premier League team. Luton, Sheffield United. Yeah, no, listen, if you're talking about, if, take the. I'm not Curtis sure Jones got nudes of you or something. What's going on here? Like, I, I like Curtis Jones. I think the lad's a good player. That's it. He's a good player. If you want to win, if you want to win trophies and titles, Curtis Jones on your midfield. That's a fact. I get that. I understand that. It's a fact. I actually, I actually think that he's Liverpool's. And I said this on a podcast, and you laughed at me. Uh, I think he's Liverpool's version of uh, Wijnaldum. I think his ability to retain possession in difficult areas. I've got to question your fucking head right now. If you think that he is anywhere near Wijnaldum, Wijnaldum was the greatest. That's for me. Honest pomp, Ronaldo was one of the best midfield players Liverpool's had. He was, we we still miss him. We still miss him. I I, I think there's, I think absolutely, I think, and I think the data backs it up. His ability to keep the ball um, is is right up there. I think he's one of the best pressers we have in the team. He has all the hallmarks of what Ronaldo was. Going on his ability to keep the ball in the last four or five games. Last season, he was fucking, he was a hazard. He gave every ball away. He's not. Listen, it's all about opinions. If if Curtis Jones starts 80% of Liverpool's league games this season, we don't go anywhere near close to even fucking making a competitive chance at Man City. Not even the fucking, not even close. He's a squad player. He's a good squad player. So, to finish, um, Mark Garrett wants to know, start with you, Jimbo, if you could sign one current player from anywhere in the world for the side you support, who would it be and why? You'll say Curtis Jones will lead you. That was a that good I, one. Mate, we, that. Can't, we he won't get in any championship squad, that Curtis Jones. Um, we need a striker, so uh, Haaland, I guess. Well, no, no, that's a boring answer, isn't it? I don't want to give that answer because he's boring. Uh, I take Harry Kane, to be fair. Harry Kane leads, bagging left, right and centre. What was he, he said about Harry oh, Kane? Oh, and Rooney. I'd, I'd have he... to lie. I'll change again. Ewan Ferguson, I'd take. You know, the bright. Who's, who's, who's Ewan? Ewan. Ewan. What's his name? No, his name's Evan. 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 His brother Ferguson, Ewan for Leeds. Fucking hell. anyone's <laughs> name, you dickhead. His brother. Do you not know Ewan Ferguson? He's up and coming. Ewan. <laughs> Signed him on Football Manager there. Yeah, classic. Uh, Tank, who, who are you signing for Liverpool? Camavinga. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah, Imagine him stopping there because I feel sorry for McAllister. I genuinely do. He needs to be pushed up to his normal position. And don't get me wrong, he's been good, but we need to see him in his normal position. And you know, to see it, I'd love to see him and Bozai playing <laughs> together. I'd love to see it. Mine mine would have been 
actually Casado, funnily enough. I said that all a lot. I think he was I think he was tailor made for, for Liverpool. Casado or I'm a massive Declan Rice fan. Um I think I think Declan Rice is a is, is a fantastic footballer and could be the heartbeat of Liverpool's midfield for for, for, for ten years or so. Uh they would be mine. Hey lads, we're we're back. We got a podcast done. We went way over time. Uh you can well, have your back, Jim I usually try and keep it to 45 minutes because I feel like that's people's commute times. I don't know why I just made that up. People love it. Um, Tank, any plans for the week? No, not a great deal, lads. Now, Jack's got no midweek game, so just chilled, really, boys. Watch his game Saturday. Job done. Jimbo? Got busy all week. We have this week, mate. Away to Leicester. um, Futsal tomorrow. Be nice not, to Archie now, Jim. Not, and, I've got and my fidget spinner, and I? I'll let you know how I'll get on next week with the fidget spinner. Notts County away Friday, Shrewsbury away Sunday, Leicester away again on Monday. Um, is it right that Harry Maguire paid for the Leicester Academy to be built? The sale of Harry Maguire funded... I was going to say, Harry Maguire himself, like out of his own pocket. Big Harry. No, it wasn't the Academy. They got all a big new training complex, didn't oh, they? Mate, unbelievable. Do you know what they've got there as well? They've got... Uh, whether it's called this, but it's a grass academy, so it's an academy for groundsmen. Yeah, it's oh, mate, the grass. You're eh? into lawns, though, aren't oh, you? You're oh, into your lawn. The grass all around here, even the bit just walking up, is honestly so good. Just Don't remember like the pitch, Jimmy. Yeah, well, that's it. So they got banned, didn't they? So, but they've got so where you park, they've got the ground, the grass academy. <laughs> And then they've got like a just a big square piece of grass, and it's probably a pitch, but I don't think they play on it. I think that's it's where they're practicing. Cannabis farm or something? Is, it? is that what you're on about? <laughs> yeah, it's all the front. That's, uh, but they have, I think that's where they practice their grass cutting on this pitch. And it's honestly, it's, I'll I'll get a picture for the boys tonight, and I'll show you. Yeah, you're mad into your garden, aren't you, Jim? Yeah. I, I couldn't what? be arsed with it. I just got the fake the fake grass saves messing. Yeah. And Tank's got his tractor. He to fucking cuts his grass on a, on a tractor. Can we have a t- can, actually, can we have one of them? Tank yeah, can we have some the tank, tanks back on the, tra- the, the tractor this week? At the minute, I'll have to put, I'll have to sort the flatty out my tractor. Yeah, you get it. Can you get a get the, the tire sorted and get the the list? Give the listeners what they want. Tank. Yeah. Did you say flatty or fatty? Flatty. <laughs> Right. <laughs> nice. on that note uh, good to be back boys as always um, apologies to everybody that and uh, well firstly thank you for everybody that's messaged us asking firstly are we okay yes we are um, just been mad busy with life and other bits uh, but we are now back uh, we're going to get our regular slot back in the diary um, so you'll be hearing a lot more from us but thank you everybody for your support your messages your well wishes if you could do us a favour and share the podcast like it on YouTube leave us a message all that usual stuff um, and try and help us spread the word again as you always have done that would be fantastic but most importantly we hope that you're all keeping well looking after yourselves uh, give us a shout on social media if you want to chat but uh, yeah it's good to be back and uh, we'll see you again next week on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best, boys. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys.